following is a production of Word Alive Creative Arts. Welcome to the podcast of Word Alive International Outreach in Oxford, Alabama, an apostolic center for transformation and freedom. We pray today that you will be blessed and strengthened by this powerful message. Lord, we bless you today. We thank you for your presence in this place. We thank you for the moving of the Holy Ghost among us. And so, Lord, we thank you that we won't, we will not leave the same because of what you do in our hearts and our minds and our spirits today. We just go ahead and just decree, I call your spirit to attention today. Just to go ahead and let your soul and your body take a back seat and let your spirit connect today with Holy Spirit to see past the circumstances and past the natural to the supernatural realm and connect at a divine level to hear the word of God and to be impregnated with the spirit of God to bring about miracles in your life in this season. And so, Lord, we just open our hearts and our minds and we thank you for what you're going to do in the next few moments as we worship you, as we continue into your word. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for what you're doing today. In Jesus' name, and all God's people said amen. Can we give the Lord a big hand of praise this morning? Isn't he great? Hear the shofar. Hallelujah. somebody tell you about to get blessed before we sit down let's put our giving declaration up let's say this out loud thank you Davey on the count of three one two three we are giving out of love and thankfulness for all the Lord has done by our giving we have taken a step into an abundant place of his supply therefore we declare and decree The promise of double portion provision is released over this place, people, and region. To God be the glory and praise forevermore. Amen and amen and amen. You may be seated. I believe that, don't you? Thank you so much for coming out to worship today. Let me just go ahead and tell you, when I get to heaven, I'm going to sing just like Steve. Yeah. So y'all look for me. I'll be there. I'll be in concert there in heaven. Steve will be cheering me on. That man can sing, can he? Can you tell Steve you appreciate him coming to be with us today? We sure sure appreciate Steve. We love Steve and appreciate all he does in our community and all the Lord's doing in his life and continues to work powerfully through him. We really appreciate that and all all of our worship, of course. Uh, we had a great early service. My brother Dan and I uh, shared together. Uh, it's, it's worth a rewatch if you didn't get to see it. Uh, the Lord really spoke through Dan, and uh, there was a real impartation, I believe. And so we'll uh, premiere that uh, tonight sometime online, so you'll get to see that or watch it next week. It's worth, it's worth taking the time to, uh, to watch that. I'm excited today uh, to have Pastor Anthony Summers. You've never met him before. I met uh, Pastor Anthony Summers, I guess, a year ago, year and a half ago now, and uh, he's from Vallejo, California, and pastors Impact Church. And his church, along with the marketplace, partnered, and they literally took a city that was bankrupt and turned it around. 
and uh, has been used supernaturally by God in the area of transformation. He just happened to be in Atlanta. His two daughters are going to college in Atlanta, and he's helping get one housed, and I knew he was close by, so we went and grabbed him this morning. We just picked him up right out of Atlanta and said, you got to, you're got you not going to get to Atlanta and not get here. We're going to come pick you up in Atlanta and bring you all the way back. So would you put your hands together and welcome Pastor Anthony Summers here this morning. Come on, give him a good God bless and a great welcome. There we go. All right. We don't want to miss heaven by a voice. <laughs> Amen. Come on, do me a favor. Look at somebody close to you. Catch them by the eye and just tell them, friend. Come on, look at them. Say, friend, I just want you to know I can see God better now because I'm looking at you. <laughs> Amen. Now, if you're not too mean or too aloof, turn to somebody else on the other side and catch them by the eye and just tell them, friend, I just want you to know I can see God better now because I'm looking at you. Now, come on and clap those hands. Yeah, give God some praise continually in this house. This is the day the Lord has made, and I'm telling you, we came to Oxford, Alabama to rejoice and be glad in it. Amen? I'm telling you, it's such a blessing to be here with you, and we bring greetings from, yeah, Impact Church in the city of Vallejo that we have declared the city of God. Amen. Yes, we have declared it the city of God. And we're going to show you in a few minutes what God is doing in our city. And then you're going to hear a word from our sponsor. Amen. But <laughs> yes, Lord. But I am so glad. I met your pastor, as he said, about a year or so ago. And as fate would have it, um, at his first transformation meeting, he and Pastor Bev were sitting at our table intentionally. And we just hit it off, you know, like we've known each other for a long time. And, you know, and God is amazing because not only did we have dinner together, but every day of the week at the conference, he had to sit at my table. Yeah. And, you know, Kent is something, you know, he's something else, you know. I can say that down here in Oxford, right? He's, he's something else, right? <laughs> and so... Yeah, and we had such a blessed time getting a chance to know each other, and uh, we are now part of a cohort, amen, we're Transform Our World, and all. I know you've heard a lot about the Ecclesia and Dr. Itzavoso and so many things, but, you know, God connects kindred spirits, amen, and so there was just something about your pastor and Pastor Bev that just connected with our heart and I am so glad to be able to share with you down here today. And again, as he mentioned, uh, certainly on behalf of my wife, Denise, who is uh, back up in Atlanta with two of my daughters, my baby girl is in Spelman, and then my middle daughter, um, she's working on her master's over at Clark. And you know, we're from California, but as God would have it, the schools are right next door to each other, right? And my youngest daughter was down here for a year, and then Taylor got accepted to Clark to work on her... Uh, social studies, uh, social work degree uh, in her master's, and it's such a blessing. And so now, uh, and I called Kent and told him, I said, look, we're putting them up, we got a house for them over in Lithonia, right? And I said, look, I'm going to be close to you. So once I got 
this close, I, you know, even if I wasn't preaching, I was still coming to see y'all down here. Uh-huh. <clears throat> Amen. And he certainly has an open invitation anytime he gets back to the Bay Area. Amen. Wow. And so we have a small video clip that we want you guys to take a look at for just a moment, uh, just to look at uh, the transformation that has begin, that has happened and what's going to continue to happen in the city of Vallejo, Solano County, and some of the things that God has given us some favor to do in that area. Amen. Can you put that up for us? And I'll be right back. You can do better than being the CEO or the chairman of the board of your business. Much better. God became the chairman of the board. Jesus became my CEO. The Holy Spirit became my legal counsel. And I became a good steward over God's inheritance. What difference does it make? Well, the business prosper but everything that was decaying in the sphere of influence of that business got revitalized. Michael Brown came to us, the management team, with something about transformation and, and now the business belonged to God and we were not really sure what he was talking about, but more he talked about, more we understood. And then we found ourselves praying for our drivers at the exit of the yard. And it didn't stop there. It went to the city. Uh, Keith uh, is an employee of Michael's Transportation and I've assigned him to People's High School to make sure he's aware of what's going on here on the campus and so that if there's any need that you might have, that Keith will be the person in whom you would contact to make sure that we can do what we can to serve. We have been able to go into the sheriff's department and meet with the sheriff and uh, his staff and as well as the district attorney when they were looking for persons to connect them to the school. The lieutenant of the sheriff's department said, call Pastor Summers. The outcome of serving the city has been a, a much stronger relationship in the sense that the mayor and others know they can count on the churches to step up and do what's ever needed for transformation in the city. And the end result, that the first major city to declare bankruptcy came out of it and became a model of hope and transformation all over the state and beyond. five years since we started working with prisoners. God has afforded us, I mean, to now train and place hundreds and hundreds of people. Amen. In fact, we have another video we want to show today where the sheriff talks about over these years, we've had 100% job training and placement with formerly incarcerated persons. So I just want to let you know, amen, that the God we serve is simply amazing. Amen.
I'm telling you, and I just want to encourage somebody on today and let you know that God is well able to do exceedingly and abundantly more than you could ever, ever ask or think. But God is just looking for a yes from you. Amen. Because I declare when Michael and I, you know, because I worked with him in the marketplace, you know, we were going out doing sales and things. And I was saying, man, look, we need to go meet with the sheriff. We need to go meet with the probation chief and all of these persons. And he was like, you know, we're doing business. I said, I know, but believe me, it's going to pay off. And listen, what God has birthed in you, just rest assured, it will come to pass. Amen. All right. So listen. Uh, I want to put these words up, these scriptures up, so that we can uh, walk through these together. Amen. And we're so grateful. We're going to call your attention to the book of Judges. Amen. To the book of Judges. And I'm going to ask you to rest on your feet as we read today. Amen. Come on and stand with me. When Jesus uh, went into the temple, he stood up to read. Amen. And so, again, I want you to, uh, we're going to do this responsibly. We're going to first go to Judges 6, uh, 11 through 16, and then just jot down to chapter 7. All right, but this is what it says beginning in verse 11. And there came an angel of the Lord and sat under an oak, which was in Oprah, that pertained unto Joash, the Abba-Ezrite. Everybody say Abba-Ezrite. And his son Gideon threshed wheat in a wine press to hide from the Midianites. Come on and read verse 12, everybody. Go, nice and loud. Uh huh. What? Amen. And then verse 13 says, And Gideon said unto him, O Lord, my Lord, if the Lord be with me or be with us, why then is all this befallen us? And why and where be all of his miracles which our fathers told us of, saying, Do not, did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord hath forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. Anybody ever ask God where you at? <laughs> Amen. Come on, read verse 14, everybody. Go. What did he say? Lord Jesus. And verse 15 says, And he said unto him, O my Lord, wherewith shall I save Israel? My, behold, my family is poor in Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house. Come on, somebody. Everybody read verse 16 together. Go. What? Huh? Woo! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now in chapter 7. Yeah, we got some text for you today. But I'm telling you, isn't it something? God said, don't worry about nothing. I got you. Amen? Yeah, so in chapter 7, beginning at verse 1, then it says, then uh, Jerubabal. It's really Jerubabal, okay, Jerubabal. But, you know, we're in America, so we say Jerubabal, right? All right? Anyway, who is Gideon? Now, this brother's name has changed. Huh? And all the people that were with him rose up early 
and pitched beside the wall of Harad, so that the host of the Midianites were on the north side of the hill of them by the hill of Mora in the valley. Come on, verse two, everybody read nice and loud. Go. And the Lord said unto what? Oh Lord. Uh-huh. What? Oh, Jesus, you don't know nobody with an ego, do you? <laughs> now, therefore, go uh, to proclaim in the ears of the people, saying, Whosoever is fearful and afraid, let him return and depart early from Mount Gilead, and there return of the people 22,000, and there remain 10. Thousand. Verse 4. Come on, everybody, read. What? Lord Jesus. And then he says in verse 5, so he brought down the people unto the water. And the Lord said to Gideon, everyone that lappeth the water with his tongue as a dog lappeth, him shalt thou set by himself. Likewise, everyone that boweth down upon the knees to drink. Verse 6, read. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then verse 7 says, And the Lord said unto Gideon, By the 300 men that lapped, I will save you and deliver the Midianites unto thine hands and let all the other people go, every man to his own place. Come on and read verse 8, y'all. Uh-huh. Lord Jesus. And watch this, saints. And it came to pass that same night that the Lord said unto him, Arise, get thee down unto the host, for I have delivered it into thine hand. Yeah, come on, verse 10, everybody. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, everybody needs a poor, I won't tell you. Amen. And thou shalt wear or hear what they say, and afterward shall thine hands be strengthened to go down unto the host. Then went he down with Pura and his servants unto the outside of the armed men that were in the host. Amen. And now verses uh, 20 and, yeah, 21. Come on, let's read these verses. Amen. Come on, verse 20. Everybody read from chapter 7. Go. And the three blew the trumpets, yeah. And the and yes. Right Listen. Mm-hmm. Come on. (laughs) 
Yes, Lord. I hope you see the story. And then verse 21 says, And they stood every man in his place around about the camp, and all the host ran and cried and fled. Come on, 22, everybody read. Go. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. Over in Tabith. Amen. And then lastly, these two verses in chapter 8. And watch this. Listen. Then the men of Israel said to Gideon, rule over us, both thou and thy sons and thy son also, for thou hast delivered us from the hand of Midian. And let's read 23 together. Everybody go. And Gideon said to them, I will not rule over you, neither shall my son rule over you. The Lord shall rule over you. Amen, amen, and amen. I just want to talk to you for a little while longer from this thought. You are who God says you are. And you will do what God says you will do. Amen. Now do me one more favor. Look at somebody close to you and tell them, friend, I just want you to know this morning, you are exactly who God says you are. And you will do exactly what God tells you to do. Amen. Lord Jesus, let these words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight, for you are my strength and my redeemer. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, word alive, tell me which of these adjectives best describe you? Wonderful, amazing, grateful, thoughtful, strong, kind, intelligent, Gifted, y'all can raise your hand if you want to. Giver, gracious, Christ-like, free, favored, fighter, discerning, dignified, delightful, daring, compassionate, caring, considerate, courageous, consoler, yeah, encourager, peaceful, prepared. Available, huh? Optimistic, well-read, well-rounded, leader, smart, teacher, teachable, yeah, confident, brave, where you at? Come on, let me see some hands. Willing, holy, righteous, born again, sanctified, Holy Ghost filled, and blessed. Where you at? <laughs> Yeah. So did you hear yourself mm, in any of these words? Now, did anybody have any difficulty seeing yourself in these descriptions? Well, God says, listen, this is exactly who you are and more. Huh? And the great news is, is that Yahweh, God the Father says, I'm with you. Anybody glad about that? Huh? Amen. Now, if you had difficulties in any, uh, seeing yourself in any of these adjectives described, then I know you can't throw the rocks at Gideon. Huh? When the angel of the Lord showed up 
and served him notice on the fact that he called him a mighty warrior, a mighty man of valor, and God reminded him through the angel that the Lord is with you, right? Now, this word, brothers and sisters, is for your confidence uh, building today. Amen. Can anybody use a little extra dose of confidence? I mean, I don't know if any of you have taken any hits during this coronavirus time and all that kind of stuff, but we're rebuking that thing in the name of Jesus. Amen. Huh. Yeah. And so, again, the deal, listen, I deal with a whole lot of people on a whole lot of levels, and I mean high-ranking positions and leadership, wealthy folk, educated and thriving, but also those who are of modest means, low income, broke, busted, and disgusted, amen, but I know here in Oxford, Alabama, y'all don't know anything about that, amen. I know y'all don't have no hoods and none of that down here like we got in Vallejo, but nonetheless, <laughs> amen. Yeah, one of the common threads that I've discovered about most people is that in some area of their lives, they lack confidence. Huh? I mean, anybody know what I'm talking about? It, it, it matters not how good they look or how well they smell. There's usually one or two places that stand out. Amen. And uh, at our ministry back at home, I shared a message called, but, amen, with just one T. Amen. And, uh, yeah, and one of the emphasis went something like this. Man, he is so handsome, but, you know, she is amazing. She's wonderful and cool, but, yeah, you know, but listen, he drives this wonderful car and lives up on the hill. Come on. Right, there you go. Yeah, and you know, I thought she had it all together, and it looked like she did, but when she opened her, mm -hmm. yeah, you, you hear what I'm saying? So what I'm saying is this, all of us have one or two what I call idiosyncratic tendencies. Uh, elbow your neighbor and say, you don't have any, right? <laughs> Lord Jesus. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mama says she really likes her, but, uh-huh, yeah. And see, the difference with many who become achievers is that they learn to press their way through. Uh, what I call, again, those idiosyncratic tendencies, and they get to those good places that are in them. And for us as believers, it's the godly places that gets us to the next level. Is anybody listening to me? And what, that, what happens is the godly places always overshadow the negative. Because how many of you know we don't overcome evil with evil? We overcome evil with, come on somebody. Oh, I got some Bible readers in the house. Y'all going to help me here. We're going to have some fun today. Amen. And so watch this, brothers and sisters. Listen, Gideon was not that confident. And a matter of fact, he was an Abbey's right. And if you were one of those, you may not have had that much confidence yourself. <laughs> Amen. Because tell me, who in here can tell me what an Avenese right is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, in fact, brothers and sisters, listen, you can't be that confident in something that you don't know what it is, right? And so, listen, it's ironic, however, that scripturally, Abiezer 
was the leader of the tribe of Manasseh, whom Moses recorded in the census, and he joined Joshua in the conquest of the land. You remember when God said, I'm sending you to a land that's filled with flowing with milk and honey? Amen. That was the land that Ebezer was a part of, that crowd, and he was actually a mighty warrior. And listen, the mighty warrior blood ran in Gideon's spirit and in his gene, but he didn't know what he had. How many of you know it's bad to have something and not know it? Huh? And then it's even worse to think you have something and don't have it. <laughs> Am I right about it? Yeah, Lord. And so watch this, brothers and sisters. Listen, for the sake of building you up today, the angel told Gideon that he was a mighty warrior and God was with him. And therefore, Gideon, he rebutted, and I'm paraphrasing, but how can that be, God, when we're going through all of this crazy? we getting whipped on by the Midianites. They're taking us over. We're seeing, listen, none of the miracles that mama and daddy saw. Amen. Grandmama and granddaddy, they had all these wonderful things going on in their life. I'm not seeing that right now. Huh? And so he's saying, listen, not only that, God, listen, now you choosing the smallest clan, right, that I'm a part of, and then I'm the smallest of the clan. Now you telling me that I'm going to be the one to go and whip on the Midianites? Huh? Now listen. God is just simply saying to us, brothers and sisters, don't be deceived by your yesterdays. Huh? The one thing I've discovered about the past is what? It's past. Have I got a witness here today? And therefore, brothers and sisters, listen, the Lord said, listen, though the pandemic hit, I can't go outside. I'm all masked up. I can't touch nobody. I can't go to the movies. Amen. I can't go and spend my money at the restaurants. I got to cook at home. Hello, somebody. Somebody ought to be glad about that. <laughs> Amen. Having a home-cooked meal for a change. Listen, and I can't hang out with the crowds anymore. And God says, you want to use me in times like these? Well, watch this, brothers and sisters. Listen, do you know what I really like about God in the midst of Gideon's complaining and excuse making and looking at the worst of himself instead of the best of himself? And some of us have a tendency to do that. But even when we make excuses, God didn't waver. Are you listening to me today? No, no, God didn't change. He didn't waver because he's still the same yesterday as he is today. And therefore, in verse 14, God says, I am with you. Even after the angel told him that, listen, he was with him, but God spoke to him himself. And he said, I'm the one that's sending you. Has God ever given you a direct order? Now, any military folk in here, amen, have you ever had a direct order? Amen. There's no wavering. God says, I'm doing this. Huh? And, and listen, and when God stepped in, and you know, I love angels. I heard you say this morning, you, you saw one angel. I've seen two in my life. I saw warring angels once before just standing in our business office, strapped down. Huh? And I saw another, other angels when we were in Hawaii at a conference where the angels were literally soaring over the room. Those were the only two times I ever experienced angels. But listen, even when the angel didn't have the right word, God spoke to Gideon himself. And I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, 
There are times when you need to get on your face before God and God will speak directly to your heart. Have I got a witness here? God will give you a download, amen, and he says, I know who I called you, mighty man. I know who I called you, mighty woman of God. And you know, one of the things, brothers and sisters, I want to make sure if you're taking notes in your uh, mental, yeah, yeah in, your, in your mind, or it, it, listen, a short pencil beats a long memory any day. <laughs> That's free, y'all. <laughs> Amen. But if you're taking notes, listen, I want to make sure you get this. You got to start seeing yourself as God sees you. Huh? And God, when he looks at you, he doesn't see anything wrong with you whatsoever. God says, this is my beloved. This is my beloved son. This is my beloved daughter. Touch your neighbor and tell him, you got to see yourself like God sees you. Yeah, he sees you whole. He sees you perfected. He sees you wonderfully made. And listen, uh, in Gideon's case, mm, or listen, if you didn't know it, in verse 16, God then tells him one more time, in verse, listen, I'm going to be with you. Uh, you are a strong, handsome brother. Could you be Jesus for just a minute? Walk with me, Jesus. So listen, when you have to go and do a business deal, you don't have to worry about anybody messing with you. Amen. Because listen, you got Jesus on your side. And you can tell that business person, and this is what we do in business, believe it or not. We go and we bless people. When we go talk to public officials, we always ask them, how can we help you first? Amen. Yeah, anything we can pray for you for. And listen, when he tells us what he needs, guess what? Jesus is right there. Amen. And so sometimes we go, we have a little bit of doubt, and then we meet this amazing executive or somebody that's on the streets. Amen. And so instead of me going in flesh, guess what? I don't go in flesh. I go in the power of the Lord. So no matter what's happening with them, I know I have, come on, Jesus, get a little closer. Amen. There you go. I have Jesus, what, with me. And how many of you know that as long as the Lord Jesus is on your side and he is with you, all things are possible with you and with him because there's no limits on Jesus. And I came down here to Oxford, Alabama to tell somebody, take your limits off. Hello, somebody. Yes, Lord, because as long as the Lord is on your side, everything is possible with him. With men, things are impossible, but with God, all things are, come on. Hello, somebody. Folk been praying for deliverance, praying to have children, praying that their sons and daughters would come home, praying for deliverance for their family, praying for financial breakthroughs, where as long as the Lord Jesus is on your side, he will give you witty inventions. Some of you should have started businesses 10, 15 years ago. God gave you a download, but you let somebody else have that. And when you saw the commercial, you said, oh. who am I talking to in here today? Because what? Fear. Yes. And you looking at yourself like you see yourself in the mirror as opposed to who God says you are. Hmm? God says you are amazing. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. <laughs> there you go. 
Yes, Lord. Let me just tell you this, brothers and sisters. 1 John 4 and 17 says that love has been perfected among us. Yes, Lord. That we can have boldness in this day of judgment. And if there was ever a day of judgment, guess where we are? It's right here, right now. Right? However, it says love has been perfected among us so that we can have boldness in this day of judgment because as he, Jesus, is, so are you in this world. So would you understand this today that, listen, the Jesus that's in you is manifesting. Look at your neighbor and tell him you look like Jesus. <laughs> Because, come on, you look like Jesus, little brother. Come on, give me something. Amen. Because, listen, as he is, so are you. And so if everything is possible with Jesus, then what limits do you have on yourself? All things are possible with God. Therefore, all things are possible. Come on now. Lord Jesus. And therefore, when God told Gideon, listen. You are a mighty warrior. You are a mighty man of God. And see, when we jumped into chapter 7, now I had him look like he used the 16th century Elizabethan English, you know, in that text to read. So that's why it looked a little strange. But nevertheless, when you saw chapter 7, verse 1, and Gideon's name will change, well, what happened at the end of chapter 6? God sent Gideon to win a battle. Huh? And listen, his name was changed because he was obedient. He pulled down those false gods. And ultimately, Gideon, and what was ironic and a little strange, Gideon was crushing wheat in a wine press. Now, Doc, that sounds a little oxymoronic to me. You crushing wheat in a wine press? Well, you crush wine or grapes in a wine press. You don't crush wheat. But how many of you know that God's ways are not our ways? Huh? His thoughts are not our thoughts. And because Gideon was afraid, he was in that situation. Because the Midianites, they were tough. They were whipping up on them. And I know nobody in here, you've never had to go through any real obstacles that beat up on you. Huh? I was telling, uh, and I thank the Lord for John and uh, Minister Felicia this morning. They came and picked me up and you know, on the way down, I was telling them, We've talked about why the enemy always tries to attack uh, the children of leaders. Because all the enemy tries to do is steal your influence. Yeah. See, whoever is in leadership, if the children get hurt, if the children get off and go the wrong way, then it's saying, listen, how can they be a person of integrity? They can't even rule their own house well. But I'm here to tell somebody this, that God said, listen, I want to bless you. And when I bless you, not only am I going to bless you way beyond third and fourth generations of those who disobey me, but I'm going to bless you into thousands of generations for those that love me and keep my commandments. So listen, even if your children, oh, let me go back. If your parents weren't lovers of Jesus and you are, guess what? It starts with you. And maybe your parents did love the Lord, so you are part of the the generational blessing and not the generational curse. Where are those who are generations deep up in here and love the Lord Jesus? Come on, somebody. And so here it was, Jerubbabel, Gideon. 
now has an army of 32,000 people. Now, how many of you know God can start with nothing and make something? Hey, Lord, listen, 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 listen. Jesus, I don't know everybody's story in here, but I'm glad about your pastor and Pastor Bev. I got a chance to understand. You know, there was another Tony that you did an interview with at Spotlight Church, uh, Church Spotlight. Amen. And you told him your story. Amen. About how God delivered you, brought you up, raised you up. Amen. I'm so glad about your testimony. Amen. Even when you, uh, when Pastor Bev saw the vision of a preacher preaching to thousands, and, and then you ended up having a hiccup after that. <laughs> See, when God has a purpose for your life, don't think you won't experience some hits. But now, who played football up in here? Let me see. Where the ball player's at? There you go. Do you know what yak yards are? Come on now. Who said that? This gentleman right here. There you go. Amen. Yes. See, listen. What I found out is that Barry Sanders and Emmett Smith, those brothers, they weren't the biggest. They weren't the fastest. And for some, at one time, they weren't the best. But you know what made them great? John Madden said it was the yak yards. Yeah, the yak yards, amen, they are yards after contact. <laughs> amen. In other words, after they took a hit, they kept on going. After they took a hit, they kept on pressing. And I'm wondering if I'm talking to anybody down here in Oxford, Alabama. You may have taken some hits in your life, but you like the old time X watch. You take a, oh God, a licking and you keep on ticking. There's something about the God presence in you that makes you keep on pressing. There's a pressing spirit in the house that goes yeah, Lord. Thank you, Mother. Huh. Look at your neighbor and tell him, don't quit. I, this is my second time, third time quoting it this morning. One of my favorite authors, Dino, who wrote the book, The Greatest Salesman in the World, he says this. He says, listen, for you persons working to build businesses, you're in education, you're working to build your family. He says, success lies behind the next bend in the road. Never will you know how close it lies unless you turn the corner, but always will I take another step and then yet another, for even after the thousand step is not too difficult as long as I take them one at a time. Come on, elbow your neighbor and tell him you got to persist. Ah, you got to push. Come on, elbow them. They ain't going to bite you. If they do, just let me know. Holler real loud. Amen. Yes, Lord, you got to push. And so Gideon, hmm, this man of God, God told him, you got 32,000 and it's too many. <laughs> now, Pastor Kent, listen. Can you see this argument that Gideon begins to have with God? Now, wait a minute, Lord. You have pulled me from the fear of being in a wine press crushing wheat. <laughs> And you've allowed me to build this ministry, this army, amen, of 32,000. And now after all the work, all the tears, all the wiping of eyes and babysitting folk and helping people to be confident and building them up and praying with them, anointing them, waxing them down, rubbing them down. Amen. You know what I'm saying, but Pastor. Amen. Listen, after all of that, you telling me I got too many? Now, wait a minute, God. What's up with that? 
You know, I've toiled and talked to you and prayed with you late at night, early in the morning, and you telling me I got too many? Hmm. And God says, yes. And then God says, and listen, he gives a simple one. He said, listen, I don't even want you to have them do anything. Just tell those that are afraid, tell them to go home. <laughs> now, if that wasn't bad enough, was it? When he said that, 22,000 walked off. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> 22,000. You know, Gideon is like, well, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> he was like, did I mean it? <laughs> but can you imagine? Can you imagine? Of 32,000, 22,000 just left. That would look like this. Everybody on this side of the church were gone. <laughs> wow. Yeah, they went home. Talking about, yeah, I can't do it. I'm, I'm afraid, you know, I can't fight these Midianite folks. They're too big. So there were 10,000 left. As a matter of fact, I'm going to keep a section. Yeah. There were 10,000 left. God said, you still have too many. Right? And you can tell those to go, but I want you to do something first. He says, what I want you to do I want you to take them down to the water and let them take a drink. Now, there's going to be some that's going to kneel down, and there's going to be some that's going to drink the water, and they're going to lap it like a dog. Now, let me give you a real illustration of what that looked like. Some persons kneeled down, and they got their face in the water, and they just drank from the water from down there. But the 300, what they did, they scooped the waters in their hands, and they stood up, and they began to do this. But when they did that, you see, the difference in them was that they could still see. Yeah, they were able to scoop and lap like a dog, but they could still see. Somebody ought to hear this today. Now, what could they see? They could see that if the enemy was coming. They could see if there was still an attack going on. They could see if somebody was trying to come against Gideon, and they were still able to be in a position to defend themselves. Do you hear what I'm saying? And God sent me down here to Oxford, Alabama to tell somebody on today, some of you got to stand up. <laughs> Great God Almighty, some of us have been down on our face, but now it's time to stand up. It's time to posture ourselves. It's time to put the devil back in his place. It's time to put the devil under our foot where he belongs. Have I got a witness in here today? Come on now. God is calling for his army. God is calling, amen, for those that will stand. And having done all to stand, you stand anyhow. And watch what God does. Watch how he turns your family around. Watch how he turns your home around. Watch how he turns your community around. Somebody need to be standing up walking through the streets of your city in the name of the Lord Jesus. Yes, Lord, and watch your streets get cleaned up, turned up, amen, to the glory of God. Because God says, I didn't give you a spirit of fear, but I gave you one of power, of love, and a good, strong, sound mind. Now, let me tell you a little something about that. I don't speak a whole lot of Spanish, but there's one thing I do know, that the word power in Spanish is poder. Anybody speak Spanish in here? Amen. The word, yeah, y'all can sit down if you want to. Amen. Uh, you might get continue to be blessed standing up, though. I ain't mad at you. Ah, Pastor Kid, you got some warriors with you. 
Yeah. But the word poder, power, it means to be able. And God says, I've given you a spirit of power to be able to do whatever I said you're going to do. Whatever I called you to do, God says, you're going to do it. I don't care what the opposition says. I don't care what the odds look like. If you just do what I say. Hello, somebody. God says, listen, I've called you out of darkness into the marvelous light for such a time as this. And believe me, if it was not your time to be here, you would not be here. Huh? Somebody else would be sitting in your seat, living your life. But God says, son, daughter, I have called you for this season. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I've given you a spirit of power and I've given you love. Again, I know I've been telling you to look at folk next to you. Look at somebody in the eye next to you and tell them I really love you. And there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> Lord Jesus. Now, again, if you're not too mean, look at somebody else and tell them, really, I mean, I really love you. <laughs> and there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> Well, why did Jesus say, I'm giving you a spirit of love? Well, because he says, I'm giving you my spirit. God is love. Huh? And love will cover a multitude of sins. Am I right about it? Love will cover a multitude of what happened in your yesterdays and make your day, oh, your latter shall be greater than your former. Hello, somebody. He says, I've given you a spirit of love. Yeah, because listen, brothers and sisters, you know, I know... You don't like a whole lot of people sometimes. <laughs> Amen. But you know what love does? Let me tell you something. Love will turn a heart. Yes, Listen. Uh, I ran for city council in our city. Somebody say all. <laughs> and I lost by a couple hundred votes. But let me tell you, it was the best thing that ever happened. Amen. Because it sent my political capital through the roof. <laughs> Amen. So therefore, again, like I said, I didn't get a chance to show you the other video where, it's, you know, that one just showed some of them folk that were in recovery and all that. But listen, all of those hundreds of prisoners, we wouldn't have been able to do that had I been sitting on the dais. You understand? And so God orchestrated it for us to be able to have the position and the power and the love for people to go and talk to these, yes, uh, public officials so God could swing the door open. Do you hear what I'm saying? And you know what I've discovered is that some former bad people make some of the best good people you ever want to know. Hello, somebody. Yeah, Lord. And I know, yeah, some of you may have been good all your life, but if any of you like me, yeah, they got a hiccup in your background. <laughs> Amen. Yes, Lord, but the Lord allows us to overcome. But when I was running for city council, there was this openly gay white brother, uh, Jonathan. I walked into a meeting, and the first thing he said was, you can't run for city council. You a pastor. Yeah, he said that to me. Now... I said, Holy Ghost, <laughs> so that Tony wouldn't come out. <laughs> you hear what I'm saying? <laughs> and uh, what happened up there in the balcony 
is that I said, okay, that's, that's fine. I had the county uh, union leader, I said, set up a lunch with me and him. And so we went and had lunch. And so as we began to talk and chat and yada, yada, break a little bread, I said, now I'm going to take off this political hat and I'm going to put my pastoral hat on. And I asked him, listen, how can I pray for you? And what happened, you ever seen God work in an instant? His heart did this. And he began to cry. And he said, you remind me of what my mother taught me back in Sunday school. But I decided to do my own thing. And I just got so far off and got into alcohol and my own lifestyle and all that stuff. And what he said was, listen, God has given us this time together. God turned that man's heart. And do you know my greatest adversary became my greatest supporter? Yeah, Lord. And let me tell you something. It was so powerful that not only did we face opposition in the city, but there were folk on the county level that saying, Jonathan, you can't support him. And then when it went to the county, then it went to the state level and said, Jonathan, you can't support him. And then it went from the state level all the way to Washington, D.C. But how many of you know that even the hearts of kings are in the hands of the Lord to turn whichever way he desires like rivers of water and he'll make your enemies your footstool. Oh, come on, somebody. If you're willing to stand and if you're willing to love folk in spite of themselves, come on, somebody. Lord Jesus. So God is simply saying, I didn't give you a spirit of fear, but I gave you one, a power of love, and I gave you a good, strong, sound mind. So y'all stop telling yourself just because you done made 50. And if you're 55, you be talking about, where my memory at? You got it. <laughs> I won't talk about those that are in their, yeah, striking 60s and their... Yeah, sleek 70s, amen. But God says, I've given you a good, strong, sound mind, and the Holy Ghost will bring all things, Sister Felicia, back to your remembrance. Want to do it? <laughs> because why did God say, I'm going to give you a strong mind? Because he says, I don't want you to forget the bridge that brought you across. You see, let me tell you something. I believe in the kingdom, many people don't have a faith problem, they have a memory problem. Huh? How many times have God brought you through? How many times have God turned things around on your behalf? How many times have God blessed you, your family, your extended family? Amen. How many times have God given you breakthroughs? How many doors have God opened on your behalf? How many times have God showed himself faithful to you over and over again and again? How many of you been sick and God healed your body? How many of you been hurt but God said, let me be your help? How many times? Has the Lord come through on your behalf? And some of you, like me, had a one-way ticket straight to hell, but God saved yours. Ah. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And so, therefore, those 300, they had one last battle. It was Gideon's last fight. And the Bible says that Oh, thank you, Holy Ghost. God even told Gideon, 
If you're afraid, take poor with you. Let me tell you something about this fellow poor. Anybody know about him? He's only mentioned one time in the Bible. Just one. But what poor did, he walked with Gideon. Can I tell you something else, Brother Kent? He reminds me of your dad, bro. I'm going to tell you something, man. I understood that in this facility and building this area, your first message was when your father passed away. And he reminded me of Pora when I thought about you. Because you know what Pora did? Pora was more seasoned than Gideon. Pora had some life experience. Gideon was a young warrior. He was a fighter. He was strong. And I don't know how old you were when your dad passed away, but I surely remember having to eulogize my father. And it reminded me of a poorer experience with you, that he was with you. He didn't bring up your past all the time. He encouraged you. He didn't look at the hiccups that were in your past. He said, how could I help you? And listen, when you thought that you couldn't do it, he said, yes, you can. Even when you felt tired, when you felt weighed down, when you felt like giving up and throwing in the towel, daddy said, no, come on, man. You're going to get this done. God gave this to you to get done. And I'm telling you on today, I don't know who else, amen, needs somebody like a poorer in your life. And if you got some seasoning in your life and God has brought you through some stuff, God said, you go find you a young person that you can sow into. You make a difference in your life because young people, they don't know. How, listen, they might know some technological stuff, but believe me, when it comes to having, paying mortgages and paying utilities and all that, listen, I told my children, when you're grown, if you can handle it, handle it. But until that time, if you can't handle it and you're living here, Wait, let me talk to somebody to know what I mean. There you go. Amen. Listen, if you cannot handle it, amen, if you can't pay your mortgage, you can't pay your rent, you can't pay all of your expenses, huh? Oh, yeah, there's going to be an order, right? <laughs> Thank you, lights and walls. Amen. What are you saying, Pastor Summers? Those of you that have some experience and there's some young people that you need to deposit into, God says, you're the poor. You're the one. Stop talking about people and go be a blessing. Amen. Stop criticizing and go help. Amen. Stop, yeah, stop putting people down and start building them up. Stop talking about young people. Huh? Amen. Some of us are just mad that we can't flow like this. There you go, let's sis. Amen. Huh? Amen. Some of us just up, you know, red ain't my color, but look here. You, you understand? Look how you, but you understand what I'm saying? Oh, listen, so we bless them. We bless you. God says, listen, I love you. Everything about you. I knew who you were like Jeremiah before I formed you in the womb. I had a plan and a destiny for your life. Lord Jesus, and God has told me to come all the way down here to Oxford, Alabama to tell somebody, start walking in your destiny. Is that all right, little brother? Amen. It's time to do it right now. Start walking in your destiny and being exactly who God says you are. You are strong in him and in the power of his might. You are an overcomer by the blood of the lamb and the word of your testimony. And your testimony is this, that the Lord, he is good and his mercies endures forever. Do I have one or two witnesses in here today?
And so as I head for the hills, Gideon, huh, had some folk, huh, some of the Midianites that were left over because they did whip them up pretty good with that 300. And then there were persons that were trying to get over. Mm. Now, I know there's nobody. Let me go to Pastor Kenny again. You don't know nobody with a get over spirit <laughs> that has ever had one of those, right? <laughs> Amen. But you know what? They had to cross over. And they had to say a word called Shaboleth. Now, Shaboleth, it just simply means ears of corn, right? But now I'm from California, right? Now, when I come south, I love the south. I, I, man, listen, this is, I told Kit, this is home for me. But some folk in California would say that folk in the south have a little different dialect. They have a little bit of a draw on some things. Wait, let me talk to this side. Y'all know what I'm talking about over there. Amen. But, <laughs> but because of the difference in how they spoke, yeah, the enemies, they couldn't say Shaboleth. They said Siboleth. And that easily identified them. Right? And so when they were trying to sneak over, they couldn't get over because they were set up. Oh, thank you, Holy Ghost. God told me to tell somebody down here in Ox Alabama that today is a setup. Listen, you are the overcomers. You don't have to slip through. God says, I'm pushing you through. God says, listen, I'm going to make a way where it seems like there is none. God says today is a setup. Hallelujah, somebody. It's a setup, and God says, yes, you are victorious now. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. And so when Gideon won this big battle, I told you it was the last one that he had. Folk came to him and said, Gideon, you did so well with us, man. Why don't you just rule over us? Uh, and Gideon said, no, I'm not going to, wait a minute, you want me to do what? Matter of fact, Gideon, why don't you and your sons rule over us? And Gideon said, no, I will not rule over you, and neither will my sons rule over you. And you know, Pastor Kent, I know you blessed a whole lot of folk. Amen. And I'm just looking for those few that's willing to stand with your pastor. But I declare today, you're not telling him to rule over you because he got a Gideon attitude. He said, no, I'm going to deposit into you, amen, and you're going to let God rule over you. He said, I'm going to teach you. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to deposit into your life. You're going to see the manifestation of miracles and blessings, signs and wonders, but God shall have authority over you. Am I right about it? 
Yes, Lord. And because God has authority over you, you don't mind submitting to somebody under God's authority. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, God. And therefore, brothers and sisters, I know that God is going to use you. Oxford will never be the same again. No, no, no. Now that you've been yoked and you understand that you are the ecclesia. Yeah, Jesus said, upon this rock, I shall build not my church, but I will build my ecclesia. And the very gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Now let me tell you what the ecclesia is. It's a Greek word that is called conventus. Amen. And the word conventus simply means when two people, at the time it was Greek or either Roman citizens, that would just get together. And you know what happened when two Greek or Roman soldiers or citizens got together? All of the authority of Greece or Rome was with them. So guess what, brother, sister? Listen, when just two of you, listen, when we just get together, all of the authority of heaven is on our side. And that's why, brothers and sisters, Jesus gave us the Luke 10 model. So all you got to do is just get together. Who am I talking to in here? You need somebody that you can yoke with, get with, build with, be strengthened with. Amen. God is simply saying, when you get together, I'm going to build my church through you. And all the gates of hell shall not prevail against you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Wow. So for those of you who are by yourself, just touch somebody. Amen. Just let them know. Amen. Or reach out, give them a bump, an elbow, anything. Just let them know I'm with you. So as I close, one more time. <laughs> the reason Michael Brown and myself have been successful together is because as a pulpit pastor and him as a marketplace leader, we've been able to strengthen each other through our strength as well as our weaknesses. We play off of each other very well. Amen. The areas, listen, Michael is an astute businessman. I mean, his business acumen is through the roof. But the thing about Michael, and I think I was sharing with John and Felicia on the way here, Listen, if he had to speak today, Pastor Kent, he'd have been, he would have been awake since Thursday night, <laughs> shaking in his boots. Amen. But because I am who I am, he doesn't have to worry about that because we can lean on each other. And when we talk about building businesses, and even in the midst of this pandemic, when we're working to see ourselves differently, God has given him some ideas and some vision. And because supernaturally we can pray about it, touch and agree, God begins to open doors. Just two weeks ago, we were down in Monterey, California, or Salinas. And it was amazing because while we were down there, there's a gentleman who builds tiny homes. Huh? We're not in the tiny home business. We're not in the construction business. But you know what the blessing was? He used prisoners to build the houses. <laughs> and guess how many prisoners we have access to? Come on, somebody. 
So God is says, when I'm with you and I'm on your side, I will give you witty inventions. I will show you, oh God, who I am. I will reveal myself to you and I will make it plain and make it known that I, what I have for you, it is for you. Thank you, God. That is who you are. That's a little song that says, and I don't know what key it's in, but it says, I love you. I love you. I love you, Lord, today because you care for me in such a special way. And yes, I praise you. I lift you up, I magnify your name. That's why my heart is filled with praise. Everybody good with that? I love you, I love you, I love you Lord, today because you cared for me in such a special way. I lift you up, I magnify your name, that's why my heart is filled with praise. And then there's another little line that says, my heart, my mind, my soul belongs to you, you paid the price for me way back on Calvary. Yes, I praise you, I lift you up, I magnify your name, that's why my heart is filled with praise. Now let me say this to you, I know there's a, a thousands of you here that are part of Word of Life family. But what God showed me is that there's some 20, maybe the 30,000 folk that live here in Oxford. Now I looked at Calhoun County, I looked at those numbers. And even I looked at the state of Alabama. Gideon had 300 to start with that would stand with him. So in the transformation of this area, Pastor Kent needs persons to stand with him. And I'm just wondering if there are two or three of you in here today, yes, that will stand with your pastor and simply say, here I am. I want you to use me to help transform this area all to the glory of God. Stand up, Pastor Kent, if you will. Amen. This has been a presentation of Word Alive International Outreach, 122 Allendale Road, Oxford, Alabama. Reach us by phone at 256-831-5280 or at our website, wordalive.org. This has been a production of Word Alive Creative Arts.